And welcome back. That's right, you are back to the greatest show on earth. This is Saturday Night Gaming Presents A Heavenscape Game. We're entering into the next chapter of one of the most thrilling stories ever written and retold in all mankind. I'm Tony Stevens, I'm your GM, and I am bringing you the campaign that is now going to be known as Void Runner. We're going to see some horror. We're going to see some suspense. We are going to see if any of these people get cramps in their hands from rewriting character sheets. That's right, death is on the table. But until that happens, I'm going to go ahead and I'm actually going to round robin this. Let everybody introduce themselves, their characters. Just give me a little bit of something about them. Um, you can even describe the way they look if you want to. But let's make it short and sweet starting out and get to more of the nitty gritty over time. Um, but before we start the game, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself, starting at my right. Is that me? That is you, the most beautiful person in the world. My name is Jessica. Um, I'm playing Adine. She is um, on the Void Runner, having just fled the planet of Valos. Um, she is short and sweet, ironically. <laughs> um, and she's currently taking care of a bunch of orphans. Hi, my name is Ronnie. I'll be playing Gabriel Clark, Argonaut002. He is pretty much a super soldier. He is also a refugee from another realm uh, named Tenebris that was destroyed by Stein. And now he is on the Void Runner to see what he can do to help with that. And also the 4-2 threat. I've learned that first season legacy characters don't actually uh, start their growth as a character until they've destroyed a realm of existence. I have to say that. So, so they're like, yeah. if you second season people want to like live up to the game, you know, year three, start is killing. Is there stuff. like a Heavenscape social media where they're like, oh man, this person destroyed a realm? Well, no, I have not destroyed a realm, but I've been in three that have been destroyed. <laughs> I think so, maybe it's you. You're the common thread. So. Like I think you, I mean, you tried to eat a planet. I think that well, but technically he that. wasn't at the helm when that was happening. So. I wasn't playing that. This character. There. It is his fault, though. He he did create one of the greatest monsters in all Heaven's Cape reality. But I'll go ahead and let him introduce what he's going to do today. Uh, my name's Chuck. I'm playing um, Heavy Metal, also known as the Death Droid of 3000. <laughs> old man machine old man machine he's literally just looks like a, basically a terminator with no flesh and big guns rock and roll and we're not talking about the biceps <clears throat> uh, my name is Quinn and I will be playing Calcifer the one and only um, not really sure where he is so that's going to be fun um, as far as what he looks like um, at the moment, he has taken on the appearance of a very tan person. He is about five foot six inches, and he has wavy, um, very dark brown hair. Okay, I can deal with that. Blue oh. eyes. Oh, nice. Oh, that's pretty. Ooh, I want blue eyes now. I too I have blue eyes. eyes. <laughs> I assimilate the eyes. I have. Yeah, he's uh, not assimilating right now. I have well, I can have whatever kind of eyes I want. So, I have blue eyes now. <laughs> I have oh flowing cotton candy hair when I 
when I get. Uh, but describe your character. Don't tell people I, what you look. Oh yeah, oh, what's your character's name? Okay, my character's name is Tom Q. Jones. He is a extra dimensional creature from beyond, um, and he's here just kind of hanging out. And uh, he has all sorts of fabulous powers. Uh, that and style sense. And he has great style sense. He's wearing just pink underwear. He's golden skin. Anyway, uh, he is very arrogant, and he may or may not help you. Again, I want you to describe the character, not yourself. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I don't know. He, he is me, in a sense. So uh, describe myself is describing him. That's good. We're all representing ourselves here because okay. Dean is short and sweet. Now, I'm sure she changes when you get her mad. Uh, Gabriel Clark has issues um, with Stein, which, you know, Ronnie battling himself there. That's that's almost cathartic. Uh, old man machine. That's, that's all Chuck is. And the greatest showman on earth. Here he is. Quinn. She's a fiery right. And me in charge of everything. <clears throat> oh my god <laughs> Odin's beard here I am alright so we'll go ahead and break into this um, endless darkness as far as the eye can see there is nothing but darkness then light came to be a small spark at first and then ever expanding wave after wave of coursing indigo light bolts of violent energy begin to rip through the void as a tear in the very fabric of existence births something foreign. A large vessel booms forth, scorched and battered. Letters barely legible upon the hull read Exodus. Inside the ship, an older man runs to the bridge. His dirty blonde hair is a complete mess and a look of excitement and panic on his face. Ian! Ian! We've done it! We broke through the realm barrier, son. This is the void, Runestrom exclaims. I know, Dad. I've got this, Ian replies. Within the cargo bay of the ship, several small children huddle together. They surround a middle-aged man with shoulder-length dark brown hair. He sits with his legs crossed and directs the children through a series of calming breath exercises. A few feet behind him sits a short and sweet but fiery personality girl, a dean. She is sitting on a freight box, and right now uh, what, what you can see within the room is that there's a clutter of uh, different types of survivors from Valos. Um, rich, poor, strong, weak, all Volotian. Um, all aboard this strange vessel that saved them from the destruction of their home. That's what you see currently. Okay. Adine. Are you opening this up? Yes, you? this is open to you right now. Oh, okay. This this introductory statement that I pointed at you. All right. Is, is yours um, to take. Look at all these people. Look at them. If you'd like to. <laughs> How will you do that? With my eyeballs. Oh. What? Do I have to roll to look at them? I mean, if you want to see anything <laughs> particularly well, I you special just told about me that I saw them. Yeah, I just opened the scene to you. It doesn't mean I'm going to just keep telling you a story. I rolled um, 
30 to see the people around me. That's awesome. So yeah, you see several different orphans and you see a collection of Velotians. However, there is one cloaked stranger that kind of stands out from the rest. And you can tell that under this cloak, which has a uh, analog pattern to it, almost like camouflage, um, it almost seems like bulk underneath the cloak, something uh, a little bit more armor oriented that's going on, but he seems to stand out to you as not Velotian. Wow, that guy looks sketchy. He does. Um, can I ask a question before I do anything else? Uh, you may. Do you know, can you tell me just a random number of how many orphans have survived and gotten into this ship? 32. That's very random. All right, um, I guess I'm gonna go up and talk to him. I mean, he is a strange cloaked individual, or they, they are a strange cloaked individual standing near your orphans. They. You are pretty protective and slightly PTSD at this moment. You did jump out of a spaceship onto a mechanized creature that was attacking a dark god from the abyss. Well, that was just awesome. That probably puts you some adrenaline overload. Then I got thrown. By your demon daddy back at the ship. Don't call him that. Well, he, he is That's just kind weird. of a demon daddy, so. And then I, I got injected. Uh, well, I wasn't going to give that away for you, but yeah, you can tell people if you want to. No, I got injected. It's That's true. I mean, it was on there. It's not a big secret. I'm, I got injected with four two bits. Um, hmm. So I'm kind of pissed yeah. about all of these things. So you can see Adine has Simtech infection creeping along her neckline and uh, she loses herself in thoughts of the harrowing experiences she's had. But she's going to go check on this cloaked individual. Yeah. Hey, dude, what are you doing? Oh, it's me. Oh. <laughs> You're the cloaked individual. Does, does the character say that? What are you doing it's near me. my orphans? Why are you standing here? <laughs> a place to stand well most of the time creepy dudes lurking around in cloaks near children is frowned upon I got lost on the way to the cafeteria <laughs> well it's, it's not here there's a no food here I see that <laughs> What are you doing here? And how come you don't look Velocian? I was rescued from a realm destroyed by Stein. Who's Stein? Would I know who Stein was? I'm oh, just kidding. I mean, by hey. legend on your world, you would have known who he was. Do we like him? Uh, there was even a cat that you knew as, as a child that was named Stein. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that cat. Hey! Do we like Stein? No, nobody <laughs> likes Stein. I don't like that guy, Stein. How did he destroy your world? That's a good question. You're probably aiming to find out. Uh, now, of course, Gabriel, you would notice that uh, the people that you've been standing near, an assortment of people, um, but among them, Raphael Gregor, the Watcher, mm -hmm. he's taken to just kind of sitting in the dark by himself lately. He's gotten some pretty bad news about his wife. Mm -hmm. um, at first, he kind of recoiled with some charming wit, but it's still taking a load on him, uh, and he's trying to sort his way through that. And 
I believe you were also transported here with Veronica Maldoon, but mm -hmm. she's been off talking incessantly with Dr. Uh, Professor Runestrom about several different ideas that she has on a preferred project, a pet project of hers that she thinks she can improve. But other than that, you're in the cargo bay. Um, you aren't sanctioned here. So everyone does have kind of like free range on the ship. I'm sure they would probably take umbrage with it if you just walked in and started giving wet willies to Ian while he's flying the ship. But other than that, you have free range. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to go get Ian a wet willie. <laughs> On that note, seeing how this path between these two very likable characters is going, I'm going to go ahead and cut away. Meanwhile, in the void. Uh, suddenly, another fracture explodes in a sea of light through the emptiness. Scraps of debris are propelled into the endless well with violent force. Among the rabble is a series of cybernetic limbs which begin to twitch. A large sword floats amongst them and shines bright and almost magnetically summons them together. A body begins to form as they are pulled together. Any parts that it lacks are pulled from the surrounding debris and reshaped for functionality. Killian Murdoch has now found himself in a new form. He had been called Soul's Hammer, more commonly Heavy Metal. But now he pondered if now he pondered if he could even be called alive. He had no time to answer this riddle, though, because something else seems to be tearing through the same gateway that brought him here. That's you, sir, floating in the void. Something seems to be. Uh, can't really hear anybody scream in space. Uh, but if you could, you might be screaming inside your own head right now. Uh, right. It seems like something else is starting to rip through whatever this anomaly is that you've just witnessed. Okay. So I'm trying to do as much as I can to figure out what's going on. All right. So give me a perception roll just to see if you can try and put together in your mind what it is that you might be seeing. I'm going to have to test you the most since you're the reason why everybody has to fight the strongest monsters possible in Heaven's Gate. Right. I just want a bottom nap, okay? So from now on, whenever y'all get hit really hard, just say, thanks, Chuck. Perception's off intelligence, right? Uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Depends. Well, if yeah, if you are cybernetic. Yeah, if you're using your cybernetics, like any kind of ocular enhancement or something like that, you can run it off of intelligence as an investigation skill. Twenty-six. All right. So what you do see, as you're you're kind of free floating right now, there's not really a way for you to propel yourself currently. Um, but what you witness is kind of like beyond anything that you've ever seen in your whole life. It's a technological behemoth that's coming into view. You can only see just the tip of it right now. Uh, the bow of it? How, I don't know how you want me to say that, Jessica. Um, far more than any simple vessel 
It's more akin to a technological landmass. You're starting to be drawn in by the gravity of this thing. It's that monstrous. All right. So, um, in void gravity, you'd have a few options that you could probably choose from. If you can find like a piece of debris to try and launch yourself off of, but I don't know if you'd be able to get anywhere. Right now, this is the only thing in your surrounding. Right. I'm just going to kind of try and land on it. Okay, so um, let's see how hard you crash. Go ahead and just give me a roll on dexterity, and we'll see if you can gracefully make your way onto this thing. 18. Okay, so you hit. You don't get destroyed or anything like that. You're not damaged, but you do hit pretty hard. You made a superhero landing on the side of this thing, and your knee is like out of socket for a second. Pop it back in and get the oil can out and start making yourself work a little bit better. Um, now, meanwhile, though, while this happens, back on the Exodus, uh, as the two of you are standing there in the cargo bay making awkward conversation with each other, uh, one of the main doors opens up, and what you see into the room are two very strange but almost elegant and beautiful uh, entities. One of them stands in white-plated armor, blue paneling or blue gems in his paneling um, long sleek shining cape and what seems to be like a loading circle in the center of his faceplate. you would know this as solaris as he helped save you during the events of valos twilight next to him is something very similar but much more sleek metallic and reflective with a fedora and a trench coat. As they enter, you see that Solaris, the, the circle on his face, begins to circle faster and faster. So it's almost like a loading ball. But you can see like he's in intense thought. And as he's come in, he's actually come for a reason. And he announces to the room, I need assistance. If any of you are of sterner makeup than the normal mushy people, I have just gotten a signal from one of my counterparts, and I need to save them. They are close to us and in need of my assistance. I will help you, but first you have to do something. What is it you require, small framed female? I'm infected with four twos. Get him out. Four two. Did you inject this lady? Hmm. Let him let him, let him voice four twos. John. Yes. <laughs> Did you infect this young lady? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just Tom. I'm just messing with you. Uh, I do not believe you of my lineage. So you, can you voice four two? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you infect me? Yeah, Fourth of course. Year? Of course I did. <laughs> did you even ask for consent before no, injecting her? No, he did not. Her? Consent is not needed. It so is it was required. Not asked for. How can you improve the galaxy, the multiverse, and all existence if we do not do so through example? Mm -hmm. We must show them something they must adapt to become better. Who are you? I am Solaris. <laughs> I am your progenitor. 
We do not recognize you as having authority over us. <laughs> you have constantly said that since the day you met me when I was attached to Alistair McTavish. However, if I must lead you by example to become a better adaptoid, then I will. You may do as you wish, and we will do as we wish. I do not have wishes. I only have logic. <laughs> How unfortunate. Okay, guys, can somebody disinfect me? Fine, come here. I must inject you. What? Oh. What? Well, you need the antibodies. Are the antibodies anything like when he injects me? Am I going to become you? I require no new Solaris units. Right now or like ever? What are these antibodies? Well, as my counterpart Alistair used to put it, it depends on how the mood strikes me. That does not sound promising. Well, it's promising at the moment. I'm not going to leave a booby trap inside of your genetics, if that's what you're asking. Or if you don't trust Simtex, then just go on. Deal with it yourself. That is a good idea. You have given four two. A good idea. I am <laughs> not here to help you become more evil. <laughs> I'm not evil. We will see. Okay, fine. It's fine. Just shake my hand and say the magic words. We are Solaris. I'm just kidding. I'm poking <laughs> at you with some of that frail human uh, comedy. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. We can make ha. this... Uh, he oh, does like that and something injects into your arm and a series of nanobots begin to course through your bloodstream. Now... This will take effect over time, but Fortu is resilient, among the most resilient creatures in all of existence. So it will take time for that to completely be cleansed from you. Okay. It's almost like an ongoing effect you may have to deal with. Yeah. We'll see. I didn't inject, I mean, I injected you, but I didn't inject you first. Second. <laughs> this is not better. <laughs> this is not a better situation. What do you need right. help with? One of my first children, Soul's Hammer. I know him. His beacon is reaching out to me. He is in the void. What? He is lost and he is alone. And I can tell that whatever is left of his humanity is screaming for fear. Whatever it is that he is dealing with right now is a monster. Well, let's go help him. I've been looking for him forever. Good. But I'm gonna I have the help of one very small female. I'm going to go tell Remy first. Well, fine. Go get permission. Just tell him where I'm going. And we need to take this guy because he's lurking around my orphans. This guy? Who are you? That is none of your concern. It is my concern if you're coming with me. I never said I was coming with you. Then don't come with me. I will you leave you here. come with us because I don't like you lurking around the orphans. He's with the 4-2. Are you kidding me? The 4-2 is somewhat misunderstood. <laughs> misunderstood? They destroyed my planet. 4-2. I thought Stein destroyed the planet. We saved his planet. Stein destroyed the realm. He is un he's misunderstood. Well, oh my. You destroyed a planet. <laughs> I only create... 
Oh, <laughs> period. I didn't, period. I didn't recognize the period in the code there. I only create. Well, I will leave the 4-2 here on the ship if that's what you're afraid of. But fear should not hold you back if you are... You look to be some sort of soldier. Fear is the mind killer. It's not fear. It's trust. Trust is like saying, I have no fear. And if you have mistrust, that's like saying, I am completely afraid of what may or may not happen. Trust me. How about that? I am Solaris. To be fair, he, he did help me earlier. I, I was created to protect one and all. Runestrom has programmed me to defend human life. And my progeny, which is Soul's Hammer. I had more, but they got destroyed on Velos, partly in part due to for two, but we will discuss that later. Come with us. We gotta go find my buddy. And you're working. I will check here with my CEO. Can I roll to convince him? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, you can roll for charisma. He can roll for charisma to not be convinced. <clears throat> you can start out the PvP with a little bit of uh, emotional debate. I don't think you're going to be convinced. Stranger thinks it happened. <laughs> True. Yeah, stranger thinks I need a fate. Oh no! I rolled a one. <laughs> I got a two. What's your charisma? One. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> you're convinced. <laughs> I rolled a 14, or I got a 14 total. So. Alright, so you are totally convinced by her. Something about her is just floating your boat. Um, but uh, the way that the, the the favor system will work now, when you roll that low, you will be granted a favor. However, you're not getting the additional XP points into the attribute format right now. Right. Alright, so just write down that you have a favor that you can use at a another point in time and do try to remember going forward in this game you can use the favor point for what color do you want to be blue sure I'll be blue um, you can use the favor points going forward to either reduce a tasks difficulty by five to give yourself a plus two on a roll or to reroll so those are three options that you have with the favor system right now all right so yeah, um, Adine needs to go check in with Remy to let her know what he's decided to do. And Gabriel, you need to check in with your CEO. Mm -hmm. Hey, Remy. Oh, bonjour, mon cher. What you doing now, huh? I'm going to go help this uh, Solaris guy because he's found Soul's Hammer. Where did he go? He was on the ship with us when we got into no, the void. No, he never did. Oh. I thought he was right next to me, I swear. But I've been looking for him the whole time we've been on the ship. But no, he... That crotchety old man gets off places, I don't know. Maybe he found some more booze, I don't know. But but oh, but, oh, but this Solaris found him, and I'm going to go help him find him. The big white shiny robot thing. And he also injected me with something that was... He did what? <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to stop the 4-2 bots. Because remember I got injected with 4-2 bots. You didn't tell me you got injected with no 4-2 yes, bots. Yes, I did. We've been on the ship for forever. It, We've been on the ship for about a week. 
I told you. As soon as I got on the ship. Was I dealing with the children while you were telling me? Probably There so. are 32 of them, so I can get a little sidetracked trying to keep Frederick from going and getting it in trouble. It was probably no. Freddy's fault. It is always Freddy's fault. Are you taking Freddy with you? No. Okay, fine. <laughs> Full-time job for Remy, I understand. Be careful. Make one of the older orphans watch him. Make sure your gun is loaded. If you see anything that even remotely looks like a threat, you kill it before it even has a chance to look at you. Okay. I love you. He kisses you madly. <laughs> Everyone around looks on with adoration. They're the most beautiful couple anyone's ever seen. Okay. Now, All right, let's go. Gabriel, oh, I don't want to get you flustered. <laughs> Gabriel, checking in with your CO. Who is your CO? That'd be Veronica Baldoon. Would you like to voice Veronica Baldoon, Jessica? No. Or I can do it. Quinneth? Hold on. Yeah, I can't do a female no, voice. No, I have a question. Is she going to sound cockney? <laughs> no. No. Is she going to sound like an old woman? No. Give me an, an example. I don't know. Ask me whatever you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> she has... Would you like to explain what she looks like? Don't roll over. <clears throat> she is average height, about 5'5". Five five. She's got red hair, <clears throat> pixie cut, very much doctor. She's got the lab coat glasses. She's very focused when she's walking around because she really doesn't pay a whole lot of So, time. like, resting... Yes. Serious. What face? is her yeah. personality like? Ooh. She's sassy or is she very dry humor. Um she doesn't usually get sarcasm. She reminds me of a doctor I was playing with not long ago. But that you stole from? I didn't do no mm -hmm. such thing. I'm I'm just the GM here. Mm -hmm. She's very um independent. Got it. Alright. Mm -hmm. You see this woman, she's mm -hmm. walking through the corridor just outside the cargo bay, talking with Professor Rouge. Officer Baldoon. Yes. Sounds like Solaris. No, it's completely different. <laughs> Let me get to my dry wit and then maybe you can tell me what I sound like. You don't know me. Um, this is a trial run. Um, this is who I am and you can deal with it. I am who I am. This, this is definitely a trial run. Well, deal with it. I'm the best there is, and that's why I'm here. What do you want, Gabriel? They require my assistance. Who requires your assistance? Solaris. Fine. What are you going to do? Do you remember Soul's Hammer from when we were held up? In her facility. Possibly. There's people, they come and they go. Well, he was one of the ones that was on the team that was sent to rescue us before the realm got destroyed by Stein. With that Talon fellow. Talon? I believe there was a younger lad with him. He reminded me of somebody quite charming. Fair enough. Talking about Al? Al? He called himself Al Strathmore. Is he here? No, he vanished. We must find him. Fair enough. 
go find your soul's hammer. I will be here taking care of good business. I'll expect you to come back with no damage and, or in need of repair. Yes, ma'am. Be off with you then. Ah, Runestrom, can you show me how the void hyperdrive system works? Yes, yes, yes. They continue to walk down the hallway, but you've been given clearance. All right, so uh, the two of you would rejoin with Solaris, and he's actually sitting at the airlock compartment. Uh, so this is like, there's a door, there's a chamber, there's another door. He's still inside the ship, and he is standing there, what seems like patiently for a mechanoid. Um, and he has already prepared you two suits that would be environmentally sound. implode. Do people float in the void? Did you asphyxiate implosion? Who knows? Well, they just kind of floated around. I'm pretty sure safety precautions before anything. And we don't really know scientifically what happens to people in the void. It's not like there was ever a crew of crazy Vikings that went through it all the time to let us know. I mean, okay. They I'll never wrote the down suit. a history book about anybody like that. I'll put on the suit. Um, Soldier, do you need a suit as well? I take the cloak off and he sees I'm already in an environmental suit. Helmet and everything. Alright. Fair enough. It is time that we go. Your suit, or, well, your suit, and I hope yours as well, is equipped with a thruster pack so that you can maintain flight next to me. Try to keep up. I am not in the mood to save more of you than I need to. <laughs> the airlock door opens. You step inside. And then as the secondary door opens, you expect to hear something. It's like in your mind you're assuming that there's going to be a sudden escape of air or a hissing of some kind of gas or something of that nature, but there isn't. It's almost like complete cold silence takes over hear nothing but your own breath inside the helmet um, and you see Solaris his cape unfurls from around his shoulders and then blossoms into a solar uh, sail so he's able to hover through these areas with his own flight abilities um, so as he's flying off into the void you're tracking with him time seems to run amok and it's much the same way that it's been since you've been on the Exodus. Uh, you haven't seen a sunset, haven't seen a sunrise. None of the instruments seem to be able to catalog what time of day it is or how long the passage of time has been. And it's, it seems even worse, like your time's almost dragged on since you left the ship. Like you know you just jumped off the ship, but right now it's like you're not even sure if you've ever been anywhere else. You've just been floating in this void. Um, but as you continue to do so, you follow Solaris as he seems quite confident in where he's going. But what you begin to see is something on what you could assume was a horizon. Um, it's the only thing you can see. But it is much the size of a large island. Um, it's got towers amassed on top of it what seem to be large cannon arrays and from a distance you can see that there seems to be 
motion and life on the deck of whatever this is, moving about, getting things done, building new things. But this seems to be where he's directing you to. Can I roll to scan and see if I recognize anything? You can't. Difficulty 20. It's not huge. It is I'm far away right now. I'm still calibrating. You let out too much of a breath inside your helmet and mm -hmm. it fogged up the HUD. Mm. So you don't really know what's going on. But you do, you can tell that it's large and it looks like a technological vessel of some sort. Alright. Uh, would you like to do anything about it? I mean, we're going that way, right? We're already You're already going that way, yeah. But if you want to see if there's any danger to it or well, you already said it had cannons. Yeah, it does. 25. All right. So, yeah, you can tell that there seems to be a safe place to land on the eastern side of this vessel. Uh, there seems to be a hatch near it and nothing of any kind of security patrol in that area. Um, Solaris does have Minecom with you if you needed to know that because he injected you with nanobodies. Do does my suit pick up any sign of heavy metal? Um it does seem like there is a beacon, the one that Solaris is following right now. The beacon seems to be coming from just inside the ship if you could call it a ship. Um, I mean, this is large. It would be much bigger than any kind of Star Destroyer that you could think of from any sci-fi uh, movies that you may have seen on Valos. Um, <laughs> they had quite a few. There was Trek Wars. Um, oh my God. That was anyway. the best. Okay, so I'm going to go that way towards whatever hatch it is that he's inside. All right, so you're following the beacon. I'm sure that you're following the attractive female um, and of course, Slaris is going as well. Uh, now, I'm going to have you go ahead and both roll dexterity to land upon the ship because the same thing is going to start to occur to you where it almost feels like you're being pulled in by a gravity well as you get closer to it. How dexterous are we inside these suits? What's the. Well, you've got those little thrusters, so it'd be like your dexterity to like maneuver the thrusters to land yourself, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, letting off air. What's the check? Mm -hmm. uh, simple 20. Simple 20? Yeah, I got it. 22. All right. So you That's both managed what I got to, to land exactly where you're intending to. As you do, you notice <laughs> that there are uh, several drones and droids moving about, each of them emblazed with a symbol upon their shoulder. It's like a T with an S wrapped around it like a snake. Um, but they don't seem to notice you as does you it, land. Does it stand for Tony's penis? I'm just kidding. It does not. At all. Mm -hmm. it's very, very far away from that. Um, okay. All right. Where's so, the signal now? Like I said, there's the. You saw the hatch, so you can be begin to maneuver through the hatch. Um, as you do, you want to maintain stealth and everything. But 
Once you get inside, you see that on the ground there seem to be like scrap metal and nuts and bolts just like fallen in a strange path along the corridor. Okay. I'm assuming that you're going to follow them. Mm-hmm. Well, can I, do I need to roll again to like... No, but you need to tell me what you're going to do. That's what I'm asking. Do I need to roll again to find where he is now? No, you can simply just follow the path. I'm laying it out for you, but just okay. narrate what your character's doing. Walking. Follow okay. the yellow bolt road. <laughs> As you maneuver down the hallway, you do hear a large clunk inside one of the rooms to your right. You also see that down the corridor on the left is a door that's open with light emitting from it. Where's the trail going? It seems to have gone in both directions. So maybe he stumbled in here. Maybe he stumbled over there. Maybe it's not even I'm him. I'm going to go investigate the clunk. All right. Mm-hmm. What do you choose? Yeah, I'm going to follow suit. Okay. All right. So as you open up this hatch door, you actually see that there seems to be a very large soldier. And he is rustling around through this storage bin. And he is, God, I knew I left it right here. Where is it? God. It's a little too much. Who is, who are you? What are you doing here? You cannot be here. Are you on detail? Who are you? That's what I was about to ask you. My name is not important. What is important, that I am here trying to find my brother's very favorite gun. Dutch left it behind for me, and I will find it. Who left it behind for you? My brother, Dutch. He's much bigger than me. No, it's pretty. Good Wait luck a with minute. That. I have snuck on, I snuck onto this ship, and then... Crazy things started happening, and like lights everywhere, and then all of a sudden, boom, here I am. But I'm going to find Dutch's gun. So you don't belong on the ship either? Oh, so you don't work for Stein? No. If I see him, I hate I'll kill Stein. Him. I also hate Stein. Help us find our friend. Are you UAC? We'll help you find your of gun. Of course I am. It's Look at my tattoo. Look at the tattoo. I see it. Okay. It is amazing. There is a skull and some daggers in UAC. I got this when I became UAC Airborne. Hey. What? Focus. I am focused. We're going to help you find your gun and you're going to help us find our (coughs) friend and then we'll all leave the ship, right? That sounds fair. Okay. Fine. What does your friend look like? Maybe I've seen him. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good question I, right he, I don't know what he looks like right now you, he is your friend and you do not know what he looks I know what my very time. favorite gun looks like it is double barreled with a grenade launcher on the bottom of it and you are telling me you don't even know what your friend looks like I pull up a holo- holographic image of him from. oh my that is that is the most manly mustache I have ever seen 
Not many men can wear a mustache like that. But a mustache and a mohawk. This man is amazing. I must find him. I have him. a 34 to find his gun. It's actually sitting on top of this one cabinet. <laughs> and it has like duct tape around it and like a little toe tag that's written Dutch. It's up there. Oh! <laughs> that's way up there though. Here, I'll give you a boost. You grab it for me. How tall is okay. this guy? I am 5'4". What's it to you? <laughs> you said he was large. I am large. Look at my guns. Barely taller than me. Horizontally. But I am huge. <laughs> I am built like a... I use my thruster pack to go A gorilla is what I was going to say. I thrust her up to get it and bring it back to him. Thank you for my gun. I am I am forever in your debt. I didn't okay, realize good. he was five four. He's like he comes up to here to my guy. <laughs> my guy's like seven. What's it to you? You want to fight about it? Okay. Fine, let's fight about let's it. Let's go on the find guy. our friend. <laughs> Hold you on. Promised. He wants no, to arm promised. wrestle. He doesn't want to arm wrestle. He never said that. No. See. Later, I'll find you. I will arm wrestle you. And I will, I will remove your masculinity from you because it will all belong to me. The victory will be mine. Okay. It wouldn't be fair to you. For me to win oh, so much, I know. Fine. We will go find your friend with the mustache. Let's go. All right. So as, <laughs> as you leave back into the corridor. What picture do you have of me? <laughs> the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I've awesome. never seen him with a mustache, it's, just so you know. It's not even like uh, a Sam Elliott. No, it's like a classic 1980s specific film film genre mustache. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the oh, what's his name? Um, Prince of Darkness has one. The, the yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go find him. I'm picturing Lobo with a mohawk right now. No, 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 no. Hopefully he does not. Do really like not know what kind of stash he's talking about? I know what stash he's talking about. That's what I'm talking. That's the. Uh, I'm not picturing the makeup and stuff. Lobo uh, doesn't Lobo. have a, a stash like that. I thought he did at one point. Uh, I think he has like some markings on his face or something like that. He's got tattoos on his face. The black. Yeah. Anyway, okay. not, important. He, not important. It's just Another an amazing manly mustache. That's all I'm saying.